Thanks for tuning in to Campaigns of the Plains channel. Catch new material every Friday on YouTube, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Now, on with the show. And welcome to episode 10 of Campaigns of the Plains. We're in double digits, y'all. Oh, goes by so quick when we're having fun. Hopefully you're having fun. We're having fun. You're having fun. Angry, angry. We're having fun. Um, Fucking enjoy yourself. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'd like to go over what happened in episode nine. I got really angry. You did? I like the smell of leather. (laughs) All right. That was a thing. I can actually read all of this. This is amazing. Oh, boy. And this happened. I got snatched. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was told I was being kept safe from a mist, but I was hung upside down. So that was fun. But I decided to read uh, Marquis' original. I got to page, like, 20. Fast reader. Oh, Poppy could talk for a while. And so could um, Marquis' hip as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and... Uh, What's Matt's character's name? Milos. Milos. Milos fit, pulled a horse of a different color. It did. Uh, That's gone, by the way. Oh, okay. And then they kept traveling through the mist to find me. Uh, and then I made pixie friends who ended up not being my friends at all. They were very mean. And my friend, my root friends got to me, though. And and the pixies were trying to break the, the dome and the mist got in. And, you know, I had just, I, I had a real bad day. Just, it was just Elspeth's no good, very bad day. And <laughs> uh, which she wanted to wear someone's entrails. Direct quote. Uh, she said a lot of really dirty things that she might have learned from Din. I swear it was me. Oh, the person that helped us, his name was Tannis. Her? Them? Named Tannis. Him? Him. Uh, but I don't know that because I'm unconscious because I needed to be put to sleep for a little while for my own safety and everyone else's. Um, he told them that I might have murdered them if I got out of my safety dome. And then we were on the way to Mother Matoya's house, who lives in a really large rundown manor. But again, I don't know this because I'm having a nap. You're I'm being carried by a four foot tall person in my six foot seven Frank, I'm double your size. Yeah, your ears and and uh, feet are dragging on the ground. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wrote down. I, I had some pretty cohesive notes, guys. Those those are those cohesive. Were, like good notes. Besides, like me liking the smell of leather, they were all pretty important. That's that's fair. Uh, anybody want to add anything to that? I was a lizard. You were a lizard. Lizard. That is correct. It's not really important, but I bit a pixie to death. Uh, yeah, and you ate it. Yeah. Gobbled it up. Milos dug a tunnel. Milos did dig a tunnel. Dug a hole, dug a hole. Dug a hole, dug a hole. Asher sliced a pixie in two. Two of them. Two of them in two. He turned them into two slices. Is it enough slices? I mean, Becky didn't even need them in slices to eat them. Becky went a little feral there at the end. As a lizard. <laughs> I guess the only thing I have to add was that as we were running to find Ellie, we encountered a bunch of glyphs uh, that did various things. Uh, we tried to set them off from distance. Sometimes they still affected us, uh, but that was a 
journey of just a crazy mishmash of sometimes you take damage, sometimes you get some school friends. Oh, and did we, uh, squirrels benefactor, the satyr can Yeah, we talked about The squirrels gave their life for Marquise. They did. Yeah. That's important. Uh, yeah. So we took a moonbeam to the face, and, uh, the other two, uh, were compelled to duel each other. Nobody knows what happened to them. <laughs> Nobody does. Nope. Uh,. Some say they're still fighting. Maybe. To this very day. They might have fought to this. It's only a day later, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, it's the same day. I don't know. Time is weird. Time is a Yeah, super. time is projecting. Uh, I like imagine they're just like, when one squirrel will chase another around a tree in just these weird patterns. <laughs> patterns. <laughs> it's perfect. Um... Yeah, and uh, Poppy tried to uh, make it uh, make his way to uh, to the group, and um, accidentally hit a sigil that allowed him to talk. Um, and he ended up talking with Asher and uh, riding with Asher around. Um, Din hopped the dome and and kicked a f- uh, Pixie in the face. Um, yeah, there was lots of uh, lots of crazy things that uh, went down in this last episode. Um, Din got smoked by a dummy. Uh, what's that? Yep, got put on fire. Um, Some say you're still on fire. No. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Marquis got a uh, gibbering mouth put on his hip <laughs> that just copied him in in dumb tongue. It was a day. It was a day. Um, But then, yes, uh, it seemed like, uh, despite him having a good laugh, what was happening to you guys in the mist, uh, Tana seemed to actually be trying to save you from one of your party members that may or may not have gone on a rampage. uh, uh, And then decided to, uh, since it was evening, uh, again, when the mist parted, uh, decided to take you to what he thought was the nearest place for you guys to sleep. Uh, and that was Mother Matoya's. So you guys uh, came upon the mansion, looked like a run-down, um, what can only be described as a, a run-down southern mansion. Um, and she met you guys out on the porch and said, uh, what do you bring me this time, Tannis? So that is where we will pick up. Um, and Tannis looks at uh, Mother Motoya and says, Got you a couple of ones that were wandering the mist. This one here is, is he points to, uh, the unconscious body of Elspeth, uh, draped over Din's shoulders and said, It's one of the bunny pokes. Uh, almost lost her to the mist. She's having a snap right now. <laughs> well, come in. Don't waste any more time. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, we will follow Tannis in as... Oh, no, Tannis is not going in. He's like, well, it was good meeting y'all. I uh, oh. do hope you don't run into any more mist storms. But if you're in this part of the area, I'll make sure to save you again. Well, uh, uh and I'll put on my paw to face and I, I, I don't know if I've seen his hand, if it's, like, furry or also claw-like. I, I just... Yeah, I mean, he reaches out uh, and, and grabs your hand. You've seen his hand. He uncloaked after this, so... Oh, right. Um, 
But yeah, he reaches out and uh, like shakes your hand and is like, Alrighty then, I'll be off. And with a hop and a skip and playing his uh, panpipe, he leaves off into the distance. I'm sure Ellie would have enjoyed Tasha's pin more, but, um, and I'll look up at Toya. Um, do you mind if you come in? No, I told you to come in. I, are you sure? We're complete strangers. I don't want to impose. You wouldn't be the first strangers I've had. I don't know what you're concerned with as I'm just like, she invited us in, whatever. Is <laughs> there like a destiny bar or anything? What's that? Is there like a destiny bar I can like drop this body up? There's, there's the couch uh, in the Davenport you can drop her on. Okay. Throw me on a chase. Paint me like we were French girls. Um, yeah, you just kind of dump her onto uh, a Davenport, and uh, um, the first couple of you in uh, make me a perception check real quick. This place is lit by magical light, magical blue light, so it's not completely like lit up in areas, it's just lit up where it needs to be. 21. 21? Did? Okay. Yeah? Uh, perception check. Uh, 13. 13? Um, anybody else want to roll perception as you're walking in? I, uh, rolled a 1. Okay. A 1. I, I would have been very last. Uh, so. I passed perception 16, but I'm asleep. You are asleep. You're good. Asher? Good. Good, just walking on in. Um, so the rest of you, uh, as Din is depositing the unconscious body of Elsa uh, on this Davenport uh, in this living area, everything looks old, very old in here. Um, things are being taken care of, but it's old. Um, so nothing's getting replaced, but there's still somebody doing the dusting, sort of. Um, you see movement out of the corner of your eye through one of the hallways, and those with above a one uh, see as maybe that movement was a broom that was just moving past the hallway by itself. Huh. This is fine. So, not like, like it was like sweeping, not just like I'm a, just, I'm flying? Yeah, yeah. No, just like I'm a moving, I'm a sweeping. Okay. That's convenient, actually. Are you are you saying that to Mother Matoya? Yeah. She's like, yeah, there's a few of them around. Don't let them bother you. Are they going to try? No, but if you do get in their way, they'll probably sweep your feet. Okay. Wouldn't be the first time. Death by brutal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real callback. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, also, uh, don't mind my familiars. They... Are, are busy with their tasks. They're doing tasks? Yes. That seems kind of sus. <laughs> Among Us confirmed! You have a rabbit familiar to do these tasks for? Um, she says, rabbits? No, they don't make for good familiars. And she, like, taps her staff on the ground, and you see, uh, from around the corner, this Frog on two legs comes, like, waddling into the room, uh, and kind of croaks out, um, 
Asher, you speak Sylvan, so you would understand. Um, and it says, yeah, how can I help you? From Asher's shoulder, Poppy starts going... <laughs> the, uh, the frog himself is actually dressed in, like, in actual, like, clothes, like, robes, uh, and has a little, uh, cap on his head, like a little wizard cap that points up to a, an actual point. Interesting. This place is, uh, huh. curious. There are curiosities here, yeah. Okay. Uh. Are you hungry? We have a Zoom, I mean, I don't feel. <laughs> but what? Okay, so we're lost in the forest in a mess, and Lady over here turns into a bloodthirsty rabbit, and then a goat person, like, saves us, kinda, after we save ourselves, and now we're in an old mansion with a witch. What is today? <laughs> Hi, Becky boys, uh, haven't been properly introduced, um, so what's your deal? Uh, was it Mother Matoya? Hi, it's Mother Matoya. My deal is, I'm a witch. What else do you want to know? I don't know, you just seem very trusting for, like, someone in the middle of woods and just take in, like, six strangers. Oh, trust me, my dear, you're not much of a threat to me. <laughs> You've lived as long as I have and learned all the magics that I have. Learned a lot of magic, huh? Magic? Alchemy? Of course. What do you dabble in? The black arts. You don't say. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you found a new best friend, Becky. <laughs> no, we should stay a couple days. <laughs> no, we have to stay with Maybe you should yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. gather as much as you can tonight. <sighs> Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, you don't take students, do you? Haven't in a very long time. Mm. I mean, I'm always learning to, or I'm always looking to learn a trick or two, so, you know. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's <laughs> <laughs> gone. Sure, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so I've been trying to learn the dark arts too, and like, I don't know, I, I always get to this one point in, in my book where like, I don't know, it just, it all looks like jumbles. Uh, would you be willing to sit with me and, and help me out? I could give you some pointers, but any amount of teaching I could give you isn't going to be enough. You have to learn through experience. Okay. Uh, and she says, well, let's wake this one up and have us some dinner. And she goes over to uh, Elspeth, deposited on the couch, and touches her forehead with her staff, and you wake up, Elspeth. And there's a old woman in, in black robes and uh, a black witch's hat uh, standing over you. Welcome back to the land of the conscious. You're our mother Matoya's dear. Is that you? That is me, I. Do you have children? No. Then how are you a mother? Because I take care of wandering lost children. We're lost. I know. 
Wait, are my friends here? She, like, steps aside. I grab both of my ears and I pull them next to my face and I'm like, I think I said some rude things. Oh, that was pretty awesome. Because I was so angry. You feel, hold on. You feel sad because you are angry? I to be angry. And I said very rude things. I don't even know where I learned those words. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hurt can... anyone, though, right? Oh, no. You definitely might have. Oh, no. You wanted to wear entrance. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of cool. No, that's very, very rude. Usually it is, yes. Oh, go tear. I don't, I don't like the mist. I, I try to avoid it. Well, I, okay, I don't think any of us are big fans of it either. I, usually, I can control that very well. Um, I don't like to use that part of me, but well, the mist is hard to control. I'm sorry. And Mother Matoya speaks up and said, Well, it's just a good thing that Tannis was there to save. Who's Tannis? The sayer you met. The one who put me in the bubble and tied me upside down? Correct. Was I was a little concerned when he left me there. Actually, that is... Becky, maybe you could learn to do that in case we need it in the future. We're not going anywhere near the mist, are we? Oh. We didn't exactly intend to go near the mist this time. Well, if if we're not in the mist, then it's okay. I don't have to use that ability. Well, in case we ever end up in the mist. No, we, we can't. In case it ever happens. We can't, though. I don't want to hurt you. Or rip your faces off. <laughs> I've heard you wear them. You've, you've got two layers to go through. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But, Becky, do you th- believe that is uh, some sort of spell you might be able to learn? I don't know, maybe. Like, perhaps Mother Matoya could teach you? Uh, uh, do you have some sort of, like, dome or spear spell that I could potentially look over? It's not in my repertoire, that's more of fey magic kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, we'll see what we come across. I come across some place that's, you know, peddling spell scrolls or books. Maybe I can look something up. But right now, it's kind of, you know, kind of casting what I feel. How does your magic work? Well, remember those pixies? I imagine them burned to death, and then they did. So that's so violent and dangerous. Yeah. What if you just imagined that that any of us were on fire? Well, I try not to, except for one. But <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. I guess the best analogy would be when you're born of fire, you're consumed. I'm not making that connection, but okay. I so, was in a tree, but I am not a tree. <laughs> Should I be a tree? She has a tattoo tree. Oh, honey, definitely be a tree. <laughs> I have a tattoo Especially tree. Next time. Like, like Asher said, I could. That's kind of like being a tree. Maybe it's time for me to leave. <laughs> oh man! Joke. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
you see as the uh, now first time you're seeing it, uh, Elspeth, uh, the two-legged frog uh, rolls his eyes and croaks and like does his little web-footed walk back into the room that he came from. Are we supposed to follow the frog? I think so. Asher, how did you get Poppy? Uh, she found us in the mist. I assume you summoned her and... I did, I didn't... Hmm. Mother Matoya looks at you and says, Oh, you're a summoner, huh? Is my horn teacher? Yeah. Had taken it off to leave the city, remember? I threw my bag and then I'm like, put back on. All right. Uh, and she says, well, maybe as a defense mechanism, you subconsciously summoned him. Glad that it worked, because last time I tried to summon Titan, something else showed up. What something else? Oh, she was beautiful. She was wearing a white dress and pink ribbons, and she healed all of us, and then caused violence. You summoned a person? Yeah, and then I thought maybe that means that I did something wrong. Mother Matoya, like, takes her hand and starts, like, thinking. She says, you may be something special, dear. Oh, thank you. My dad always said that, too. Huh? Although I don't think that he summoned people. I don't think that that's something that normally summoners can do. And I thought maybe it's because I didn't really earn my horn the right way. Oh, no, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Is it because I got angry? No. Oh, that's good. <sighs> not broken? What? You're right when you say that other summoners can't do that. Oh, I am broken. Oh, okay. Well, how do I get fixed? How do I not summon people? I don't know if uh, that's something that you're not going to be able to well, not do. Inconvenience them. We are summoning people, not living people, but. Oh no, they are dead, aren't they? Memories of people. Oh no, I could summon you. I'm not dead. He's dead. If you die again. He's dead. I'll summon. If you die again, I'll summon you back, okay? When Matoya comes over and starts poking you with her staff. What are you doing? I am standing right here in front of all of you in a physical. Four. You're not supposed to talk about it in front of people, guys. Remember? I mean, he's not not right. He's just a little broken like I am. He's definitely undead. He definitely was dead once. And he's back, so he's undead. No, he's real life. <laughs> real life. Because <laughs> you're more alive than dead, I think. But you're still... He still he smells very nice. Yeah. And not like the like what dead animals smell like. You hear Mother Matoya chanting something under her breath, and she uh, lifts up her cap, and you see that there is now a, a purple glowing sigil uh, in her eye, and she's, like, looking you over and says, Hmm. What is that? An actual physical body. And she, like, pinches you in places. What are you... <laughs> he doesn't like physical touch. That's too bad. She, like, pokes you in a few places with her little bony fingers. Ma'am, please, I- this is- why are you doing this? Hmm. You say he's dead? Well, not exactly. He was dead once, and now he's not. Why- why are you- have no idea who this person is, and you're going- This is his original form. He said- 
that it wasn't told you. He said that it it was. I'm not supposed to talk about this. This gets in me in trouble a lot talking about things I'm not supposed to. So just not gonna tell you. That's fine. I can see all I need to. And then she turns her uh, attention now with the spell still going to Becky and this arcane room. Becky's, so far as I know, still the Becky she was before. Ah, but she's not all she was before. But she got a pet cat recently. He's got a crown on his tail. Yes, and you see her, like, eyeball one of the corners of the room uh, as this pet cat is brought up. Uh, and says, yes, quite. Mm. He's not like Poppy. All that and more. She goes over to you, Nadine, and, like, starts poking you in different places and looking at your totems and, uh, like, grabs your wrist and, like, looks at them and says, hmm, foreigner, the north, interesting. Sure. Not many beast tamers in this area. Do you know where we can find a bear? In the woods. Yes, but do you know where? I'm sure if you lather yourself up with honey and go running through the forest, you'll find plenty of other animals. What well, they kept beehives. This fascination is you want to fight a bear. I want to wrestle a bear so bad. Are you, do you have to wrestle the animal in order to like, tame it? You know? Is that how yes that and no. No. I'm really glad I don't have to wrestle summons to tame them, because they're probably stronger than me. You know, in all of the experience I've had so far, it seems as though you have to fight them. So, in a way, you well, do. <laughs> now, that wasn't really how I understood obtaining summons to go. That was a, a, a different circumstance, as you are well aware. So far, it seems like the only person who has a reasonable, well, path to... Learning or developing new skills is Asher. He wants a new sword, he can make one. That's true. Asher's very talented. <laughs> he also has a beautiful soul like you. And that is... I'm and a very nice face, because I can see his face. I can't see your face, <laughs> so I can't compliment that. <laughs> I bet he's green. What? I bet he's green. I bet he's... Who? You. Are you, is this the soul thing? Are you saying, are you on about some, like, I can see your own? Spoken to people that think about that stuff. That no, I just think your sin's very long lost in the head. Mm. I can't see your aura. I just, I mean, you I've read it. You see my soul? Well, no. I'm just your judging soul? by the 20 pages of your first autobiography that I've read. Just a biography. No, an auto. Biography. Written by auto. Otto's biography. <laughs> That's a fact. We have too many fucking puns tonight. Um, you Asher, help people. You all of a sudden feel uh something tugging at the sword on your back, mm-hmm. and you see the Matoya's like inspecting the materia yes. on the back of it uh, as her magical enchantment uh, seems to still be going. Hmm. And she looks over the blade, and uh, you feel one of the materials, uh, the green one, um, project the image of your mother again. And then she, like, Matoya puts her hand back, and it's like, it disappears. And she goes back up to the front of you and looks you in the eye and says, Have you heard the green word yet, son? Um, I have not. What's that? Mm, Zoom. 
What? It comes from a line of materia makers. Well, that's very special. It is. There's not that many in the world. That's extra special. I knew you had a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Well, he's not quite as <laughs> Maybe you're... Nope. Milo! Milos is normal! He's just prince! Just... I don't know if princes are considered normal. No, he's just a... Uh... And, and also a magnificent person who can do earthy magics. No. What did you do? Windy magic? No. You did something. And you give very nice, warm hugs. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Matoya now uh, shuffles her way over to uh, Milos and goes normal. And she kind of giggles. And she looks up at you because you're much taller than she is. And she just kind of, like, does come come closer. And I'll bend down to her and just, like, look straight in the eye. As soon as you get to her level, she pulls your horns and says, You ever seen this on a Hrothgar? I don't think so. I've never met a Hrothgar until I met Milos. Let's just say it's not normal. A horn? Mm-hmm. And she suddenly, finally lets go of your head. That looks a little aggressive. Um, How come you have a horn? If you're not supposed to. But if he was born with him, then it's normal. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who's Maybelline? <laughs> Is that your daughter? <laughs> it doesn't have kids. She's already... <laughs> okay. She's right, though. I mean, Hrothgar, as far as I know, do not usually have horns. Well, it just makes you extra I'm... special and beautiful. Thank you. Handsome. I am... I... Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm a bit of an oddity, so because of it. Great. That's okay. I hear that's fun. Well, it's settled. Din is the most. This girl be. <laughs> <laughs> she has beautiful creatures. We're going to have a zoo someday. I hope so. I'll buy rest of the single one of them. I don't think you're supposed to. Do no, you're right. You're not supposed to. <laughs> and why do you wrestle them? Because they don't listen to me if I'm nice. Oh. Poppy listens to me when I'm nice. She also likes to cause violence. Right. Well, anyway. Actually, when I'm angry, too. So maybe Poppy's just angry. Um. Do you have anywhere quiet I can uh, perform some work? And she. Uh. Says, of course, but. Let's feed you some food. Do you have vegetables? Yes. I like vegetables. Carrots are good. <laughs> she looks at you and she's like, right. And, and cabbage. And cabbage too. Well, let's go see what they whipped up. Uh, and she starts wandering into one of the adjacent rooms. Um, Who's they? I mean, more people live here. Especially with the frog servants. There's more than one? I'm guessing she probably has an army of them. You can get a frog. You can wrestle with frog. Yeah, wrestling with frog would be very easy. We had squirrels earlier. You had squirrels? Well, two of them exploded. What? He had more creatures than I did at one point. Where did the other two go? They got tired of each other's presence. They went nuts. Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start ushering people towards. Yeah, let's go eat. 
Um, so as you enter this room, you see a number of brooms have actually, like, been given arms and are now, like, walking plates onto the table. And you see, uh, the two-legged frog, like, he has a tiny, tiny little staff in his hand and he's kind of, uh, directing traffic magically. Did I hit my head when I got, went to sleep? Because they're brooms and they're walking. That doesn't seem normal to me. I think you're crawling on a wall at some point. Oh. <laughs> that would have been very terrifying to witness. Fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I can control it when the mist isn't around. You can turn it into that one. I don't like to. Oh. But I can, if I need to. But I, I don't like to because it makes me cause violence. I don't like to cause violence. How did you, how did you get arms off those? And Mother Matoya is just like a girl. Yourself? Magically. We've been broken magically. That's cool. What's what's for dinner? Let's find out. She invites you all to sit at this long supper table with her. Um, there are candles that are again lit with a magical blue fire. Um. And the room itself is, uh, again, taken care of, but old. Everything in here is old and hasn't really been repaired, like, especially like the rug on the floor. You see, it's been walked over multiple times, but I mean, obviously, it's been swept because there are brooms that magically walk around. Um, but it doesn't seem like the brooms can reach higher up because there's a number of cobwebs, uh, in the corners of the house and, um, the fireplace has been lit, but it's only giving off a little bit of heat. And she says, dig in. I give scraps to all Din's pets under the table. Just like, no, I give them meat. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, you uh, see as the broom servants now uh, uncloisure the uh, dishes and um, you see a number of decently well-cooked things for brooms, uh, having cooked this meal. Um, you see a few soups, uh, some roasted meats, a uh, number of salads, uh, some fresh bread, that kind of thing. As well as a number of drinks if you prefer to partake. So I'm staring at it. <laughs> Marquise, oh. do you want to go eat your food in private? I'll worry about it later. He doesn't have to eat, he's dead. He can prepare you a to-go. I'm not dead. I think that he's got a living body, so that means that he needs sustenance. I can make you a to-go plate. Do you like meat? Yes, I do. It's fine. Do you like bread? (laughs) What are you compiling things on a plate? What are you... That's a lot of food. Do you enjoy egg salad? (laughs) (laughs) There's no egg salad on this. You need vegetables. I put a bunch of vegetables on top of the meat. <laughs> and then I cover it with another plate and slide it over to him. <laughs> That's for you. Um, if you need help heating it back up, let me know. This is like three days worth of food. No, you have to eat all of it. It's, it's good day. for you. We're traveling a lot. You need more calories. I know how to sustain myself. It's quite fun. But you do I since you died once. It's not. I'm not sure how you died, but it could have been from malnutrition. So it wasn't. 
Anyway. Okay, do you know how you done it? Yes, I do. How? I'm not. Let's not talk about this kind of at the dinner table. The brooms only have arms, not ears. <laughs> I'm not so, concerned about brooms. At this point, Milos would have eaten like four plates full of food and have his mouth full, have like a chicken leg sticking out of his mouth, but the second world a good guy. Just for good. Um, and Becky is likewise also loading up her plate. Um, she's really packing away for as petite as frame that she has. Um, almost like she hasn't eaten in a long time. Even, you know, we've had rations on the road, but like, it's not a good cheese. cooked meal. Yeah. Um, and she holds up a, a piece of meat and, uh, waves it at Ellie and says, uh, sure you don't want any meat there, killer cottontail? Um, <laughs> No, that that's okay. I uh, I haven't eaten meat in a very long time. Oh, see it yourself. Just uh, don't go munching on any of our legs tonight, okay? Oh, yeah. I can't promise anything. <laughs> and then I wink at you. Becky's at a loss of words. I just sit and contemplate the group vibe. That's <laughs> my lot with. It's fair. Toya, do you have a, a separate room that Marquise could go eat in? He's shy. Uh, and she points to uh, one of the brooms and uh, says, You, show him where the, uh, where the lab is. Don't forget the dessert plate I made you. And it is a plate. It has five different dessert options on it. The um the broom uh grabs both of the plates that you've made for him and and starts carrying and this, for him. And this ale. And you place it on top of the plate covering the plates. It's a stack. Yep. Like a big mac. Yep. <laughs> and it it perfectly balanced uh carries them uh over to one of the corners of the rooms and leads you down a spiral staircase. I follow. Alright. Um, as you uh, descend the staircase into the basement, um, you see that Mother Matoya has set up quite a lab down here. There's a number of reagents, uh, alchemical items, um, books on alchemy, that kind of thing. Seems quite the accomplished alchemist. And the, uh, the broom walks over and, like, clears one of the desks by, like, putting the plates on there, but then, like, taking its hand and, like, shoving the Olympics and everything off onto the floor. <laughs> and then puts the plates on the table. Huh. It'll clean it up later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I guess? It just starts, like, kicking at the broken glass with its little haystack feet. Yeah, okay. Well, I... I'll let you do it. I send Poppy down with Marquise to keep him company. <laughs> Nobody likes to eat alone. Why are you here? <laughs> Does that cat thing Go rubs up against you? Back upstairs. Wow. Please? <laughs> cat noises. One. <laughs> I am going to... Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll just start firing some shit up here. I want to also uh, put or add some of these from that package into my uh, to my book. Absolutely. 
Um, between Eaton and the time that you're left, um, yeah, you probably get quite a few from the book in. Let you choose. Okay. Well, there are six here. I'd say you probably have time for about three. Okay. So, let you decide those. Yeah. Uh, back up at the dinner table, uh, the rest of you are presented with dessert, number of sweet cakes, and, and cream with fruits, that kind of thing. This is my meal. That's your meal? <laughs> dessert. <laughs> A big salad with lots of vegetables, and then like every dessert that is optioned. Sure, sure. She's also not that big. She's big, tall. She's small, but she likes packs away the dessert. She packs away the desserts in the same manner Becky packed away the regular meal. Fair enough. All right, so um, end of the meal. You're all feeling awfully full. Uh, Mother Matoya says, there's rooms upstairs, just pick your own. Ah, we can have our own room. There's plenty of rooms upstairs, this house is big. Yeah, but we don't take Mother Matoya's. Ah, I, uh, I'm going to, uh, excuse myself and, uh, just wander up the stairs, uh, feeling a little bloated, probably, so. Fair enough. Yeah, so you guys can uh, pick out your own rooms, and uh, like I said, the rooms here are, um, everything is run down, but uh, upkept, at least the floors and the the dusting where the brooms can reach are. Um, There's a number of cobwebs, obviously, in the corners, and some of the walls probably have gone unwashed up to a certain height uh, in quite some time, so... Um, each room has its own fireplace, and it's lit for you guys as you guys go up there. And what's that? It's lit, fam. Um, but then, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys can pick your own rooms. Um, once you get kind of settled into your rooms, uh, Matoya will kind of kind of wander the hallway, and she'll say, "Um, just never mind any noise you hear tonight." <laughs> I'm scared. And don't disturb the other guests. The other guests? Like each other, or are there other other guests? The other guests. I'm extra sorry. Don't remember. Do you want to stay with me? Can we walk? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are going... I'm less scared. We're walking. Going bunking on one room? Should have whatever comes over here next. Right. <laughs> not. I'm not going well, when Poppy comes back, she can he can help you. She, they, sure. <laughs> it's a whatever you want it to be. It's it is a summon. <laughs> so, uh, everybody else is taking their own room. Yeah. All right. We could invite Becky if we wanted a girls' night. <laughs> oh, you guys don't like each other. Do you want to say bad things about? While well, I agree, why not? <laughs> <laughs> We can play that game where you roll uh, a a coin or something to see which man we like the best. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't do that where I was from. Oh, I've never had a sleepover. Oh. With, With, well... That's not entirely true, 
be because recess stayed over before, but we didn't play games. Well, we didn't play games, but those kind of things. But I read about it in books. Oh, okay. Well, I watched two different games. Okay, I think it's called Smash Mash. <laughs> oh, oh boy. No. Are we going to do D&D Smash? Or Mish? <laughs> maybe, maybe as an extra, we'll post that on our social media. So the rest of you do anything before bed? Um, I look at the sheets and I say to myself, I should have taken precipitation. They're clean, just ready. But I, I, I once again roll uh, my bedroll over top of the sheets. Fair enough. Crawl in. All right. There's not one of those swings from the ceiling that hold all the clothes in this one. That would be useful. Carry armor. And the bed doesn't spin. That's the best part. Um, are the rest of you doing anything else? Oh. Um, do I? So I will try and do geomancy uh, to see if I can get a different element uh, for tomorrow. Um, do I? What, what elements do I sense here? So nearby, you definitely sense um, earth and fire and darkness. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll think about uh, which element you might encounter tomorrow. Uh, and let's do over that for a bit. Okay. Uh, Asher, are you um, doing anything special? You'd probably just go to bed and let it enjoy some alone time. Alright. Becky, are you doing anything else? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, um, I think I haven't had a good chance to dive into my, uh, Dragon Nomicon that I bought, so, um, I think I'm gonna pop that open, um, flip to the, uh, Onyx page and, read that over thoroughly and then maybe start over from the beginning and just try and figure out everything there is to know about these types of dragons. Okay. Not a problem. So you've got... Definitely going to read more of my Marquis book. Are you going to read it out loud to Din? Do you want to learn about Marquis? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> you, you, I can read quietly to myself. Okay? You should go and read it out loud. Well, I'm already on page 20. Do you want me to catch you up on what I've learned? No, you can just keep on. Okay, perfect. <laughs> barely listening. There's a, a... We'll say there's a, a story about a murder where he um, was able to solve the case by um, using an unconventional means to lift the prince from uh, a murder weapon that had been dropped in a gelatinous ooze. Wow, he's so talented. <laughs> he's impressive. Hmm. I should have him autograph this. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Oh, but then Mother will be upset that she didn't get autographed copies. I'll have her ask herself. Do we know if he's sorry for before or after he died? I'll ask him in the morning. We can't leave to go ask him now because we can't disturb the other guests. And he is one of those other guests. Oh, I can put a note on Poppy's collar and have Poppy go find him. Okay, I'm just asking tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you all settled in uh, for the night and uh, eventually make it to sleep. 
Do you like supporting artists? Do you like nerdy things like Dungeons and Dragons? Then Co-op Creations SD is the store for you. You can find adorable dragons, menacing mind flayers, and jealous jelly cubes to accompany you on your adventures. Need a way to safely transport your math rocks? Then their homemade dice bags will keep your click clacks warm. Stop on by their Etsy page soon, as stock is limited. Um, you hear, for those of you that maybe sleep later, um, the toll of a grandfather clock that had been downstairs uh, that you saw uh, in the distance. And it rings three times, and then things get a little weird. Din and your head lifts up off of the ground and starts to slowly spin. Din! Din, wake up! Din! Yeah. The bed spins now! Hell <laughs> Excuse me, bed. Excuse me, can you go faster? It starts to spin. <laughs> and then it starts to spin faster. Okay. Well, wing! And then faster. Okay, then. That continuously faster, though? You can slow down now, because this is... Immediately a- comes to a abrupt halt. <gasps> <laughs> okay, you have to come back down so we can get back on top of you. It starts mm-hmm. to float up towards the ceiling. Bed! You get down here right now, Bed. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and pull me an intimidation. <laughs> Uh, twelve. Twelve? Um, so the bed comes down a little bit, um, but this figure walks through the door, uh, that leads out into the hallway, like, walks through the door. I said I was going to be up whatever can't be a door. Well, wait, wait, but it could be a friend. Well, she doesn't matter. It's not going to be at all. So, like, immediately Din, like, lunges towards this figure and goes right through it with a punch. Din, it's a ghost. It's a ghost! (laughs) Ben, Ben, you need to come back down! The ghost wanders over to the bed and, like, reaches up. And pulls the, uh, the, the main blanket, the, the comforter off of the bed, and, like, drops it on the floor, and then just, like, starts tearing off all of the sheets and clothes. Excuse me, ghost, that's my sheet. And blanket. It just, like, looks over at you. You see now that this, this figure, white and transparent, uh, looks to maybe at one point in their life, um... Maybe one point. Uh, ben Amakote. Um, and she is dressed in a maid outfit. And she just, like, gives you, like, a death stare. And then, like, takes, continues, like, ripping off, like, pillowcases and, uh, like, the, the fitted sheets, whatever that would be at this time. Um, I think, I, well, I've only stated in, in a couple of times, but I'm pretty sure that you take the bedding off. In the morning to change it, but it's very late. <laughs> she bundles up the entire like ball of fabrics, and she like goes over to the corner, over to the fireplace, and she like just tosses them in. Well, that's wasteful. And then she goes over to one of the wardrobes and pulls out uh, another spare and like starts dressing the bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank 
Cute. Takes her a few minutes. And then uh, eventually uh, the bed comes back down and settles. Not spinning? Not spinning. Well, okay. That was interesting. Um, thank you, ghost. And she just, like, walks through both of you and out the door. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah, should we go back to bed? I guess. Freshly made. Was was it not freshly made when we went to bed the first time? The, the blankets that's been put on, they're, they're actually a lot fresher, not as uh, moth and worm-eaten as uh, the ones that have been on the bed, so... Yeah, sure, fresh sheets at three in the morning. Did you crow back? Huh? Yeah, you did. Wake up! Hey, wake up! A ghost came in our room and threw our blankets in the fire. (laughs) And then it remade our bed. So, it was a nice ghost, but you might have a ghost in your room later that does... (laughs) Is anybody awake? Um, so... Milos, uh, as you're hearing this voice in the dead of your sleep... You, like, wake up and you eyeball um, around the corners of the room and you, like, you see this figure sitting in one of the chairs near the fireplace. Do I recognize the figure? No, but it is dressed, um, you can kind of see, like, a side profile of it. It's in one of those tall chairs with the, you know, almost covering the face. Um, But you see this figure in it. They seem to be dressed in, like, really old-style clothes for the area. Um, and looks like they have a cup of tea sitting on the uh, the table next to them. I'll, like, sit up in bed and, like, rub my eyes and kind of drowsily look over and kind of tilt my head. Why are you in here? I was sleeping. And you hear a voice say, Just stopped off for a spot of tea. Why did you come in here for tea? That's where they served it. Okay. Do you need anything from me? Not unless you can fix any turns around in the chair and you see a rather princely uh, elven man uh, dressed with top hats and, and, like I said, real old-fashioned suit clothes. Um, And he... Takes, like, his hat like he's going to, like, tip it off to you. But instead, his whole head kind of comes off with it. And he puts it back on his shoulders. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, I can't fix that. Uh, you might want to see a cleric for that. Um, that's, uh, the new trick. Huh? Does your head normally come off? Oh, it always has since, uh, the revolution. Revolution? Yeah, about, uh, and he names off a date, and you, like, think for a second, and it's like, it's like 200 years ago. Huh, okay. Well, um, that was a long time ago. Um, I don't know what doing here, but I'm too tired. Um, maybe I'll take some tea, uh, and I'll, I'll, like, get up, and I'll wander over to see if there's actually, like, a tea candle and stuff. There, there is. There's a whole platter of tea and, and like, uh, sugar cubes uh, and cream sit out, uh, and he asks you if you take one lump or two. Two, of course. And he spoons two and pours the milk cream. Of course. And he pours that as well and, and hands you a cup. I'll take a cup and sit across from him. Uh, I'll ask him his life story. 
same shit, and I'll have some tea with it. I'm a good person. Uh, so as he tries to drink the tea, obviously it dribbles out of his neck and onto his suit. Uh, but you're like, oh, that's interesting, as you're, like, talking to this, uh, dead person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll humor him, um, and talk to him for a bubble. Depends how long he stays. Uh, he just um, stays until the tea is gone. Oh, so I'll, I'll continue to drink the tea, and once the tea is gone, I'll empty the cup and say, well, it looks like the tea's all gone. Um, do, do you need help? With your self? Oh, no, it, it's fine. It's, uh, like I said, just stopped off for a spot of tea, and I'll be on my way. And he thanks you for your hospitality uh, by leaving a pocket watch with you. Uh, I will, like, bow to him as he leaves. Does he, like, does he disappear, or does he, like, or? Yeah, he just goes through the door. Okay. Like, so not through the door, but yeah, he, like, opens the door and, and sees himself out. Uh, well, I don't know he's going out. Oh, sure. Um, and I will, like, proceed without him. Thank you. This was a great night. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he doffs his hat and head uh, at you one more time. A little more tea leaks out uh, onto the floor as he, like, bows at you as well, and, uh, Anybody else who might be out in the hallway will see this as well. Huh. I'll, like, watch him go, and I'll slowly close the door and, like, think to myself, and I'll look to see if the tea kettle is still. Yeah. Huh. That was fascinating. I will just, like, fall back into bed and just stalk out like that was a dream or something. All right. Um, so, in another room, uh, at the same time, Becky, you're hearing uh, Elspeth start to, like, say, hey, there was a ghost in our room. Um, and you start to, like, come to consciousness, and you see as this figure uh, is in the corner of your room and, like, scratching at the wallpaper. Looks to be a long-haired uh, at least from what you can see from this side, a uh, humanoid girl. Looks like she's in a long white dress, like, not not wedding, but like spring dress, but it's old. Um, and she has very long black hair, and it's uh, just kind of covering her entire face, and it looks like she is like scratching at the corner of the wall. I think to myself that my nightmares are getting way more vivid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's, she's just like scratching at the corner. Yep. Doing anything else? She's kind of mumbling under her breath. Okay. Can I can I hear what she's saying? Uh, not from your bed. <sighs> Oof. I uh. Oh my god. I just kind of looked at. Prejudicely, and I think I just say, Hey, shut up! She starts to like scratch harder and, and faster on the wall and mumble a little bit louder. And you can hear in common as she says, He gave it to me and then he took it away. He gave it to me, then he took it away. Why would he take it away? Oh, bitch, do I know about getting shit taken away? <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Hey, do you need to talk or something? What time is it? Uh, you, oh, God. 
heard the three bells from the, the grandfather clock as you were awoken. Uh, hey, hey, sweetheart, what, what's going on over here? And she just, she continuously, like, scratches at the wallpaper. She's, like, getting down to, like, the, the boards underneath almost now. And um, you hear her just saying over and over again, uh, he gave it to me. I was good. I did what he asked. And then he took it away. Why would he take it away? I did what he asked. Okay. I'll bite. What did he take away? She suddenly, like backwards crawls up to you uh, like she does oh, a crab walk. That got scared you. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> and she grabs your wrist and you now see into her eyes as she like kind of contorts back up again. Um, her eyes are completely blackened over and she says he gave it and he took it away and you suddenly get this vision of this girl in a maybe different life, better time, um, you get this vision that she was visited by someone, um, someone very familiar, a cat-like entity, um, and you see that she has a number of what looks to be like old birds in her flesh that may have at one time been markings similar to those on your body and you see as she is speaking into this black shadowy void and she says no not gonna do it and then suddenly those tattoos are burned off her skin and her figure just becomes this discontorted and thin, lithe figure that you see before you. Oh, uh, Jackie? <laughs> you wake up from this this vision and, and she's gone. Okay. Uh, but you look down at your hand and you see that your hand, like your fingernails, are a little bit bloody. Oh, oh shit. Um, I think, you know, obviously hyperventilating, hyperventilating a little bit, uh, Becky kind of specks her hands and then, like, lies back down and, like, she's, like, just wide-eyed and kind of doesn't know how to process what just happened. Fair enough. Over in another room, Marquise, <laughs> you're hearing the noises uh, from your Link Pearl and you wake up in the room and one of the chairs that sat next to the fire, is turned around, <clears throat> facing you. Looks like a pretty familiar figure. It's you without your mask. You being haunted by you. Wait. <clears throat> uh, other me, or... Nope. This, the... Oh, this body. Hi. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, that's interesting. I don't know. I feel like I was told to not bother them, so... <laughs> He's just, like, staring at you. That's weird. Okay. What? He wants a kiss. <laughs> okay. Alright. After a while, I'll just kind of, like, what, what are you, what do you want? I want my body back. Okay. Well, I don't really know how to help you. I'm also not sure who you are. Have you not looked in a mirror? Yes, that's why all of this is... Mm. 
just kind of always live on. Which reminds me, what did you do? You mean, what did I do? Well, I found all of these clothes with when I woke up, assuming they were yours. Was it dark? That's fair. Okay. Do you wait? Hold on. So, if if you're there and I'm somehow here, either you died, somehow you found a way to leave your body, and I was put here. And you see, as they kind of contemplate for a second and say, "This wasn't you." No. Thinks for a little while, and then it says, "All right, maybe I'll trust you." Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I can. I mean, I guess it's been a while, so trying to investigate what happened would be a little difficult. Well, I guess I could try. You get back to the city and reaches over onto the table and, like, slides a key forward. Kept a lockbox underneath the bed, underneath the floorboards. Might give you some answers. Could you answer one question for me now? Depends if I can remember. What are you? What have I woken up as? I don't know. It's just doctor. I've never seen a being like this before. I don't think anyone has. I don't know what was done to me to force me out of my body, so... Okay. Well, if I ever do get to the city, hopefully I can find something out. And it, this figure disappears in a burst of fireflies. Okay. Well, this is, uh, just left me with more questions. I mildly regret asking. <laughs> in another room, Ash, you hear in your ear that ghosts. Elspeth has been visited by some kind of spirit. Um, you start kind of coming to consciousness, but you feel a weight sitting on the bed, like on the edge of the bed next to you, mm-hmm. and you feel. A light hand start to do one of those like light rubs of your back. Hand off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hot. Uh, you're probably like stepping up and like like because <laughs> like, it's you know I assume he doesn't see who or what it is, right? Yep. Uh, I'm at, I, yeah. Depends on how you sleep. I, yeah. How I actually sleep. I'm just like, a side sleeper. Yeah, I I, I am too. So also a side sleeper. Um, so yeah, you, you don't immediately see this figure, but you do feel, um, a warm, gentle hand kind of rubbing your back. Um, you probably, uh, slowly turn to see who it is, or what's there, I guess. Sure. Um, so, in kind of a green outline, um, you see the form of an older Vera woman. She is... Of the same hair colored uh, tribe as your mother. Okay. Um, and she just kind of smiles down as you kind of roll over to, to meet her gaze. Um, she has very similar features uh, that you recognize in your mother. Uh, who are you? She says, Oh dear, I'm your grandma. Ah! Oh, uh, why are you here? The green word calls me here. What is it saying to you? It's 
saying that you're trying to find my dog. I've been looking for years. She's left. I just want to know what happened. There's not many comforts I can give you, as obviously I'm no longer of this world. But this place, and she kind of looks around and says, has a way of allowing the past to speak. What is this place? Hmm. I'm not really sure, but it is at the cross-section of a few ley lines of the life stream. It's like the far plane? Or? Not quite. But the far plane is an intersection of all of the ley lines. This is just very strong in the life come here and talk to us then? Or? I sense only on certain occasions. When we're needed, we can be called here. It's the occasion, then. But I never got to see my grandson, so I would say that that's quite an occasion. Mother um, spoke of you rarely, but she always said good things. <laughs> she kind of smiles. She says, I wish our laws weren't so rigid that she had to leave. But love makes everyone do crazy things. She seems to leave often. I never understood that about her. Mm. That's our lot for our bloodline. We must go when the Greenwood calls us. We're protectors of the life stream, Ashen. In my part of that, I've never heard the Greenwood. It may be a little tougher coming to you since you have some... Mixed heritage. <laughs> but I don't doubt that you'll find it. Then I'll let you in on a little secret before I leave. What's that? Well, only the best two secrets. My name is Farah. Farah Badira. That was uh, a good one. Yes, Mother had quite a um, liking for alliterations. But the second one, and she... Leans in very close uh, to your ear, and she uh, whispers, Mother's not life and gives you a kiss and disappears in that same kind of green energy. He probably just, like, sits in bed, like, shocked, like, heavy breathing, like, relieved, concerned. Questions answered, questions, yeah, yeah. uh... Exactly. Questions uh, come up. So eventually, you all do get to back to bed. Okay, answer me. I hope the ghosts didn't kill them. <laughs> I, um, I think Becky having trouble sleeping again. Mm-hmm. Um, before she even considers getting back to sleep, she's uh, gonna wipe off her her bloody hands, and um, she pulls out her little spell book and she's gonna. Do a ritual cast real quick. Okay. Comprehend languages. All right. And she wants to read what is written on her body now. Um. So there is comprehend languages. Um. You are reading in infernal now, and it looks like it is a type of language for a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it's very old, infernal, um, mostly binding you to Diabolos's service and guaranteeing that you will obey his command mm-hmm. until the prophecy has been revealed 
and finished. And uh, does it say what happens if I were to renege on that deal? Uh, it does. Uh, it promises much pain and despair. But, okay. And then, yeah, I think I just mull that over in my head back in bed until I pass out from exhaustion. All right. Anybody else doing anything before passing back out in their beds? Um, I mean, in the morning, I would check up the pocket watch because I would be way too tired to focus on it off of the tea. But I would be yeah. curious, like, to learn more about the pocket watch when I wake up. Um, so you look at this pocket watch, and it is very intricate. Like, if it came from this gentleman from such an old age, like, it must have been uh, super expensive. You click the button to uh, open up the pocket watch itself and see that the pocket watch does not have numbers uh, instead, it has different sigils on it. Um, Do I know sigils Go ahead and make me uh, an arcana check. Okay. Um, so you start reading these symbols and immediately recognize them as geomantic. Uh, they are um, the symbols for all of the elements. Uh, there is ice, water, fire, wind, earth, um, all of the symbols on there. And it looks like the pocket watch itself is not wound uh, right now, but it almost looks like at some point in time um, that the hands could... Um, be placed on two elements at some point. You're going to have to do a little more tinkering with this particular item to find. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I will uh, take note of that, and I will head out of the room uh, after I've done preparing this for a bit. Alright, so uh, everybody awakens to the smell of breakfast. There's a big breakfast being cooked downstairs, or has been prepared, or what have you. Um, but those first downstairs see piles of bacon and sausage and eggs and toast and any kind of breakfast that you could really imagine. You know, this makes up for the ghosts. <laughs> bacon? No bacon for me, please. <laughs> that was really weird. The bill. Did anyone else get haunted? Did you hear my message? No one was haunted. A ghost maid came into our room and threw our bedding in the fire. <laughs> but then she made the bed, and her bed flew, floated up into the air and spun around for a little while. And that did not happen. You uh, see Matoya uh, now come in from one of the side rooms, and she says, oh yeah, it's probably about time for that bed to be changed. It gets a little antsy if it's been a while. The bed does? The bed does? Yes. Oh. Okay. I mean, that can't be weird. You've seen the brooms. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I'll accept it. <laughs> I accept it, too. How did everyone sleep? Good, after the bed got remade. Good. Good to see that the maid's still doing her job. She gives us some mean looks. She has an attitude sometimes. <laughs> I, I met a very wonderful uh, elvish man from the Revolution. Uh, we had tea together, and I got a pocket wash out of it, so it was a win. Wow, we just got stern looks. <laughs> 
It's probably Lord Vassilier. He um, was actually one of the founders of geomantic studies in this area. Before, of course, the uh, peasants beheaded him. <laughs> Why did he yes. do that? Well, you see, the peasants were starving, and uh, he refused to use his geomantic abilities to help the crops grow. Oh. They took offense to Milos, when you become king, you shouldn't do that, so you can keep your head. <laughs> I can't become king. Oh, do you not know anything about my PRA matriarchy, oh. so I cannot become king. Oh. Yeah, he becomes queen. Okay, I would have to potentially kill my aunt to take over. I'm okay, so Milos, when you become a queen... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Girl, how do you know I'm not already? <laughs> I've been sad, like. <laughs> Did anyone else have ghosts? Becky's just um, uh, not saying anything, kind of slumped in her chair and pushing the breakfast around on the plate. But you're not usually this quiet. Are you sick? I just, uh, it was uh, kind of a lumpy bed. It was, I just didn't sleep good. Did the maid not come change your bed? She was not very nice. I don't think she likes her job. <laughs> oh, no, no, no ghosts for me. That was lucky. Yeah. What about, about you, Marquise? I'm not sure that it's really a ghost. I don't know what that means. Well, not really, <laughs> actually. Okay, I was asking that one question. Oh, we have a question for you. Well, Din and I were reading your book. Well, I was reading your book to Din. Um, and we read a really interesting story, but it made us wonder, did you start being a murder detective after you got into your new body, or was that before when you weren't in the body yet? So are you asking if when I was dead, was I investigating? No, I'm asking if, were you always investigating in the body or now, or were you an investigator before you got into that body? This is more of a new development. Are the books written about you in the body that you're in now, or are they written about your body before you were in it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, your body had to come from somewhere, so that means somebody else was in your body before you. And hopefully they were done using it before you got in there, or else that's probably theft. <laughs> uh, was the you before you so, a detective, too? What what are, are you refer? I'm not sure how you're referring to the film. Is this book that I'm reading about the you that you are now, or the you that you used to be before you were in you? <laughs> I, my brain is broken. <laughs> I think Din follows me. Yeah, yeah, I'll follow yeah. Him. Do you want me to say it slower? <laughs> I I am the investigator. Do you know what the you before you were that was you in the past, but not you as you are now? What is, what is that? Which, are you, are you referring to whoever had the body before me or? Yeah. They were not. Okay. No, this is, I am, I am the investigator. Were you an investigator before you were in this body? Not yet. Sort of, actually, but not same, really. Were you famous enough to have books? No. no. Well, me. What was your name then? It doesn't matter. But if 
You had a name then, and there are books written. Well, they wouldn't be written about me being an investigator. I don't know. I feel like that just would be. I'm not really sure. What did you do before you were you now? I went to school. For what? A lot of the things that I am actually doing now, which is kind of why I am doing them. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. I've read some books about schools. They were very magical. Do you, wait. Do you not have... <laughs> do you not have schools? Do you not have an educational system? Of- I was raised by my parents. Oh, you were homeschooled. Okay. Yes. Yes, and... Uh-huh. <laughs> you are certainly not telling me. I don't feel like you, you didn't. Oh, I was told I was going to my father taught me all the importances of being a summoner, and mother tried to teach me how to hunt, and then I wept for three days after she shot a rabbit. It doesn't sound at all like an education. That sounds like a terrible day. And I was taught how to read. And, um... Well, does anyone else not eat by a bear? have education? Well, we established. Wait, what? Were you not formally educated? Of course I was. I... No, I read a lot. I don't understand. My education wasn't in a building, but my father was a very intelligent man. He taught me a great deal. You just to learn by doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... Okay. I'm not sure. It seems this is all... Elitist. Confusing. Did you go to school? Yeah. I studied under my father, and I went to school with my friend. He owns a bookshop. Oh, the one who had Marquis on his book. We saw him at the cubbyhole. We did. Well, <laughs> he saw us at the cubbyhole. Yeah. He's very nice. I like him. I learned lots of things in books. I just, I didn't learn lots of things about outside of books. Right. Well, you learned how to read, so that's good. Yes, I Knowing how to read is, uh, that's, that's uh, half the battle. If we ever make it to my home, I'll show you all the books that I did. One day we do. How far away, Mother Matoya? How far away are we are we from Kwood? From the capital, you're three days away. Oh, good. We're close. Can you show us on this map where we are? I can. Um, was your original destination the Kwood? Well, my original destination was my home, and then we were gonna go to the Kwood. Because that's the only way that I knew how to get to the Kwood. And where is your home? Here. You're showing her on the map? Yeah. And she goes, you're much closer there. And then we can go see more. So we're stopping off at your home. If it's in the same path. Well, the Kwood is to the northwest of your home. It's close. By two days. Okay. It's another place to sleep, and since we don't have a tent... I just stare at Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Becky's still putting uh, food around. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't even take stock of that. Uh, Mama might have a tent. It would be a very old tent. We didn't camp. Does anyone need to do more preparations before we head out? Our books are part of education. Yes. I I have books. Do you want books? No, that's okay. Do you want me to keep reading books to you? Yes. <laughs> and that's how Din learned to read. <laughs> I need this to happen now. 
Keep, keep doing it. And you know that if Din can read or not. But I like to read. I'll read to you, Din. Thank you. All right. Um, so, uh, Mother Matoya says, so just uh, leave the gate, follow the path. You'll be there in no time. There's not going to be any more mist, right? I don't see any in the foreseeable future. That was really my first encounter with it. Is very scary stuff, especially for you. It's very angry. I've never been angry. I didn't know that. Well, in any case, is there anything else I could help the rest of you with? Does that mean like anything like that? Mm-hmm. I don't really keep gems. What would you need them for? Bracelets. She keeps her pets in them. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't keep you around. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Maybe when we get to the capital, we can find something to buy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would say, Mother Matoya. Yes, dear. Um, would you mind if I had a quick word with you in the other room? Certainly. She gets up and, and moves into the living room. Okay, I, I go that way as well. And, um, once we're alone there, I say, so, so you practice the dark arts. Yes. Um, what did you have to do to get your powers? I took it. Okay. But like, did you, did you have to make a deal or something? Oh, poor dear. And she like runs her hand over, uh, your tattoos and she says, no, no, not, not me. I sought a different way to gain my power. Like I said, I took it. And she, um, winks at you and she reaches into, um, one of the pockets in her robe and she pulls out a small little vial, a uh, little bottle. Um, and you see this dark swirling mist, uh, on the inside. Uh, and she says, I didn't make a deal. Like I said, I stole mine. And you see now through the dark mist, uh, this creature, um, that looks like pale white female, uh, humanoid appear real quick. She's got these complete black eyes and this long black hair, these, these wings coming out of her back. Uh, and she says, she smiles back into her robes. They like to try to make deals, but they like a little too much not to read the deal. Oh, I see. Do you, do you know anything about Diaboros? Her eyes kind of widen at that, and she says, ah, the worst of the void, king of the void. You've entered in a pack with him, my dear. There is no magic strong enough besides doing what he says. Okay. Unless, Thank of course, you. you can find out how to read the contract pull. You see, they put the shorthand on your body. They keep the long hand somewhere safe. Oh. You can find a loophole or what the contract ends on. Perhaps you can end it early, but it's always good to know what one has entered in a contract for. Well, thank you. This is, uh... But you know, I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> Figure something out. 
I'm sure you will, dear. I'll join the others. Alright. Anybody else seeking any wisdom from Mother Matoya? Um, yeah, I would uh, see that Becky's on the way back, and I would uh, like intercept Mother Matoya as she's Oh, okay. she's no. She's still sitting in the living room. Perfect. Uh, I will like duck in right behind her uh, and say, um, "So, you, you, did you perhaps know of this Lord? Uh, I have Achilles. Achilles. Basilier. Basilier. Thank you. Uh, did you do you know anything more about him? Uh, I, I inherited something from him, and I don't." quite know what it does. Um, and she says, I only know what he says or likes to tell me when he is visiting. Visits often, so he likes to talk quite a bit. Uh, but apparently he was the founder of your geomantic arts here in Emerald, so he must have had some primal understanding. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that helps, at least. Um, I, I was just verifying some of my hunches, but then I will look up at my own horns. you know what caused these by chance? My dear, that's something that you're going to have to figure out yourself, but rest assured, it is important that you find out. I think you could say as such. I, uh... She, uh... She actually stops you and says, Do you think you're the only Hrothgar with, um, differences? Well, I mean, I'm sure there are many with differences, but such large deformities are rare. True, they come from certain lines, and she, um, reaches behind her to a bookshelf and pulls uh, a small book out, and there, um are a number of drawn Hrothgar images on the inside. Um, and she opens the book and she says, the Hrothgar people have been around for a very, very long time, but um, their beginnings have ancient bloodlines to them. And she opens up one of the pages and you see... Um, this Hrothgar veil that has these elongated whiskers that kind of float up and kind of seem to, like, stay by his face. And you see um, where it says above this figure that's... It's drawn. Um, you see the that it says um, Coral Bloodline. Coral Bloodline. Does that, does that resonate with me? Does that sound like something I... Heard of. Go ahead and make an Asia check. Uh, well, I will press set. So I'm guessing it's fine. Uh, I'm not super smart. I'm gonna guess it's like a chair not. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really resonate with you. Um, you haven't really heard uh, of that, but she sees a look of confusion on your face, and she um. Uh, out of this old, old tome, she rips this page and hands it to you and says, Ask your uh, angry friend in there. I'm sure she'll know what it means. Oh, okay. I, I will uh, take the page and, like, gently fold it, um, and I'll look at her. Do you mean 
Din or Becky or Yeah, it's the one with the wings. Oh, gotcha. Which name? Oh, right. yeah, right. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I appreciate all your help. But, uh, I hope we can see you again soon. Anytime you're in the area, dear. Well, I will head back. Uh, anybody else seeking material wisdom before you leave? I'm good. Huh? I'll go talk to you. You're going to go talk to you? Okay. Uh, you visit her in the living room, parlor. Still sitting in her chair. Hi. Do you know any more about you being able to summon people? Not really. Do you know who I who might? Probably the church. They keep a lot of secrets. I don't want to talk to them because they're bad people. Sometimes, yeah. Very recently they've been very bad. I don't want them to kill me. They already tried to do that. Hmm. Church tries to cover up quite a bit of information, but if you dig deep enough, I'll let you find what you need. Okay. okay. Chin up, dear. Doesn't happen when I summon him, does it? I don't know. I'm not a summoner. Okay, it's fair. I'll ask someone. <laughs> they won't know because they probably can't summon I wouldn't go around maybe spreading that information, though. Oh, I... Cannot do it because I was trying to summon Titan. That's not what happened. Like so, I said, dig for the information, but don't spread it. Afraid to summon things, no. But if the person comes, don't be afraid, dear. Was did the person look like they were in pain? No. Then they weren't. Okay. okay. Thank you. She just nods at you. Go back there. All right. Are you, uh, Milos? Are you asking? Din right away? Uh, yeah. Uh, if she is... If she seems like she is in a bad mood, necessarily. <laughs> um, uh, she's got bacon. How can she be in a bad mood? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like, if she's not busy, like, feeding one of her pets or something, I will, um, like, slowly approach her and, like, unfurl this piece of paper, and I'll sit next to her, and I'll say, um, Din, um... Uh, Mother Matoyas, if you might know more about, uh, Oral Bloodline, and I'll show her the picture. Um, it might have something to do with my ancestors. Uh, I don't know about Coral Bloodline, I don't know what Coral is, though. So, key cats with long whiskers. Uh, what, what about them? They're kind of like, did you stone Does it matter with them both? Blaster. Yeah, does it parallel? They do different ones. Hmm? The parallel is both of them. It just depends. Coat oh. of the coral. Okay, they're magic cats that um, can paralyze and turn you into stone. Oh, cats! That's so what you're saying. My ancestors are. We you. Yeah, beast. You shit them. The beast skin. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, the beast skin. They are fiends. Mm-hmm. Beast skin fiends. So you're saying I come from fiends? Um. Make me a perception check real quick, then, just as you're looking over this. 16. Um, so you're looking at this particular Hrothgar that's drawn in this picture, and they have the the same kind of whiskers, yeah, whiskers that you would see uh, on a coral. If you look uh, at Milos, he doesn't have the whiskers. You are kitty cats, though. Kind of close. Do know of beasts that have large like this, I mean, other than like a ram or something that might be related to cats. 
go ahead and make it's going to be a really high DC because um, maybe you've only ever heard of this. Um, so go ahead and roll me an nature check. Seventeen. Not that you can think of right off the bat. Um, I'm thinking of a thing from ten that has like horns on its shoulders. So that's not really. No, not all on top of the head. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, perhaps we'll find something that will jog our memory. I, I don't know any about this creature you speak of, but perhaps we'll find a book about one. We just have to keep looking, I guess. All right. So you guys get your gear together. Um, and Mother Matoya bids you farewell from the comfortable seat before you exit. And she says, again, just follow the path. You'll make it there. Then we should slip off. Oh, what? Uh, I said hit the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Something hit the floor. I don't know. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's just, it's just, um, so as you guys, uh, leave out the gate, um, and you travel the path, it's very strange as the path seems to um, almost make the journey easier, uh, definitely than wandering in the forest. Um, but within moments, it seems you are at the archway that you remember from your childhood and that you had left not too long ago, Elspeth. Within moments, there's something wrong. Everlush greens uh, and plants that your father took so long to take care of and that your mother upkeeps have willed to turn brown. And everything's dead. Do you think that this is something to do with the riddle? I'm going to start wandering that way. You walk into um, your home and uh, the tree that you would major home is the tree leaves are wilted and brown and falling and uh, on the stoop to your door you see your mother collapsed. Oh no! And that is where we'll end this episode. Uh, So join us for episode 11 next time. You only give it shit you only this shit like that? Kill my mom? You you down! Thank you for tuning in to the Campaigns of the Plains channel. Catch new material every Friday on YouTube, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.